the best review that I've heard about this show has been, I'm going to be honest with you, I listen to it because you're my son. I don't give a damn about any of the stuff you guys talk about. But I like the banter, and, I, and you guys seem to know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, it's fair, and I'm, I appreciate the, the 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 radical candor. Exactly. High warmth, but high expectations, you know. Yes. Like a father should be. <laughs> Just human, and I'm getting old. Oh, oh. Just getting old. Just getting old. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of This Is Getting Old. I am your host, John, and with me today I have my co-host... Clark. Clark. Here again. They, they let me come back. Long time no see, my friend. It has been quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Completely honest with you, we're recording back-to-back episodes here. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, getting no. ahead is fine, and I think that it's smart. I don't know. I'm not In my life, I've not necessarily been called smart, but I work hard. That's good, right? That means something. You're not smart, you're intelligent. Is there a difference? No, I don't think so. I think they're like thesaurus words. <laughs> that, dude, that's what we're missing. I need to have my thesaurus open while I'm on on here with you. I had that on my phone once, and I would write all my papers and be like, hmm, doesn't seem big enough for me. And I would literally just type that word into my thesaurus, and I would literally just pull up more bullcrap words, and that's how I got away with all my writing. But your teacher, you know, they're like, this word has 16 syllables. There's no possible way he did not disorder that. <laughs> As we have been doing for the last uh, two episodes now, we are starting off every episode with a topic. And the first topic, we had a versus episode. Uh, the second one, we had a, um, a we believe we, we ranked the most dangerous Batmans. Who is most likely to kill you? This week... Or last episode, we talked about infomercials and commercials and everything like that. So I wanted to save this part for this topic of discussion. You saw one of those items and you're like, damn, why can't I think of something like that? We need to think of something like that to become rich and get big and everything like that. I distinctly remember sitting at my friend Brad's house and a commercial comes on for the Snuggie. The Snuggie, yeah, yeah. And we sat there, and we're like, it's a blanket with, yeah. s- with sleeves. Why the hell did we not think of this ourselves? Just, yeah, I mean, God, dude, just in general, I think they sold, like, this, um, like, forest green, like, crappy version at first. And oh, then, of course, they start, colors. they branch out, and, and, I mean, you have sports teams, and, um, oh, my gosh. Like, I, re- I remember the commercial, because we're sitting there, and we're like, this is the stupidest, easiest thing I've ever seen. Why can't we do something like this? And in the commercial, you legitimately see people so happy because they're all sitting there like this, you know, pumping like their arms up in the air, and they got yeah. this really cheesy. Sh- they're like so this is the best thing they've ever felt in their life. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys, okay, you're you're all, you're you're listening to this. I'm watching on Skype, so I just watched John <laughs> dance. Yeah, I think he raised the roof. I'm not sure if that's, oh, that's still Oh, that's pretty popular. much what the commercial was. It was beautiful. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> but, no, like, is there any other commercials, like, that you think to yourself, when you've watched it, you're like, why the hell did I think of that? 
I think when you saw the Snuggie one, I think you probably were one of, you know, every other American who was like, why did I not? I mean, <laughs> really? Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, I do know when I see some really dumb ones, I'm like, I could have thought of that. Like, what, what's that What's that um, board game, Gooey Louie? Uh, Gooey Louie just sneezed. Look what came out of his nose. Gooey's. Pull one out, but watch out. Pick the wrong one, and he'll flip his lid. Oh, no. His brains flew out. Go ahead and pick a winner. Gooey Louie by Goliath. Oh, yes, yes. Or like the, the like the, the, there's that new one. Like maybe it's not a new one. Maybe it's a reboot, but it's like a... It's like, it like a pie in the face, you crank it or something, and someone gets hit with the pie in the face. Like, My come God, on. yes. The pie face game from Hasbro Gaming. Adult supervision and assembly required. Whipped cream not included. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in college, I saw, like, I was sitting there um, drinking, a, drinking a beverage, and I saw a commercial for um, a bacon bowl. It was a bacon bowl. Like it was this, this, it's this form. Like basically, it's just like a, it's like a mold of a bowl. And you, you Made put like bacon, eight pieces of bacon around it. You heat it yeah. up in the microwave or whatever you do. When you're done with it, it becomes this bowl. Okay. Like you put macaroni or whatever in it. It's this bacon bowl. Well, I bought one of those things, and <laughs> it came with, it, like it, it, it came with four. But then it was like one of those, like wait, but if you order now. Well, double so you paid the same amount, but I got eight of those things, and I still have them in my house. And my wife likes to pull them out and make fun of me from time to time. Um, but I mean, if I ordered that, other people ordered that, and you know it's somebody. Stupid. I know someone. People just saw bacon. Yeah, <laughs> I heard bacon. Like the, yeah, bacon, bacon, bacon. Yeah. That's that's anyway. That's probably the. I mean, I, like, I, I could definitely thought of that, but. See, I think some of the things I think about, I'm like, that's too dumb to work. Oh, yeah, for sure. But then you see it on an infomercial like two months later. Yeah, and then someone's making a lot of money on it. Yep. I do have an invention idea, but I'll tell you what someone told me. Um, because, so, you know, like some people will cut, you know, you have your bananas, right? So you have like, you know, a bunch of, you have six bananas. You have your bunch, you hang it, you know, whatever. Um I know people who will cut it in half and use just that first half for cereal or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that second half probably goes bad, right? If it doesn't get covered some Probably way. fast, yeah. I was like, I wonder, like, I was thinking maybe you put, what if you put a, um, like, a shower cap, like, on the end, right? And, um, you're, you're smiling. I feel like you know where this is going. No, because you just, when you demonstrate that, it just looks like you're wrapping a condom around it. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> it. I said I, I had the idea, and I was like, "I'm going to send this." I sent it to one of those stupid invent things online, yeah. where people will like rate it, and like if a lot of people like it, like the company will look at it and then give you whatever. Everyone was like, "Well, so we put a condom on that banana?" Yeah, that's yeah. But I thought I thought I had an awesome idea. <laughs> Sounds like a condom on a banana. That's all I can say. <laughs> The, the, the title of this episode is Condom on the Banana. Yep. I don't know. Oh, my God. Maybe the, my first album would be called Banana Condom or something. Oh, I'm a rock star. That's, that's amazing. Sorry, that, that, that banner went too far, didn't that, it? it? It's a banner. It's, that's what you do yeah. what you do. Well, this week we are going to uh, discuss a famed, loved, hated, cherished actor. Named Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage. The reason why that man gets so many adjectives to describe him is 
Because that man is out there. Yeah, I mean, he can go from, like, seeming like this most, the most badass, like, individual that, that you've ever seen on, on screen, and then the next movie comes out, <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Yeah, uh, it's he's one of those guys who, he, the reason why he was casted a lot in the, the 80s for the movies that he was in, because they needed someone to play the crazy guy, and he can go from zero to a hundred like that. Like, I'm sure you've seen the movie Face Off, right? Right. So, Face Off is one of those movies, the moment I see it, he just, big smile, cheeky yeah. grin, and he's doing that weird nod with his head where he wobbles it back and forth. It's so creepy, and it just comes completely out of nowhere. And that, in, in, you know, coincidentally, that's probably in, not all time, but when I look back, that that movie, I remember that that specific movie, really liking it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, it, well, you know, you got John Travolta opposite, and at that time, it's like, how can you go wrong with those two? Well, when we talk about it, uh, I'll tell you exactly what could have gone wrong with what what could have been better about that movie. Ooh, in the in the podcast world, we call that a tease. Ooh. To get the ball rolling here, we're gonna start by talking about five movies and we're going to rank them not our favorite not the best but if you have these movies these five movies and you have a choice because there's nobody else home you get to go just watch movies all day you get to choose the movie uh, the order of the movies that you're going to watch them in that's where we're going to rank it so, okay, so we're ranking our top five Nick Cage movies. Yes. Um, I guess our like the criteria doesn't doesn't have to be like, oh, the best actor, the best cinematographer. It's just do we like it? Which which one do we like the most? Correct. Right? And okay. again, this is all subject to opinion here. It's my opinion versus your opinion versus anybody else's opinion that's listening to this. Fair enough. Well, let's uh, let's start by actually ranking them down in order. So let's go from like five. Okay, you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, perfect. Okay, so, um, and I would argue mid-90s to mid-2000s is probably his best work, um, in my humble opinion. Okay. Um, so I, I, but I do think 1996, <laughs> The Rock, is probably his fifth best movie, in my humble opinion. I think you have this one higher, maybe. I, I definitely um, have it higher. <laughs> it's not your number one, is it? It's, okay, it's wait, not number so one, but it's, it's, no, oh, it's up there. Okay. So, so that's me. So then you're, so you'll go, you're, you're five now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for my number five, I'm going to go with Con Air. And the reason why it's lower on my list is because really the movie could have been without Nicolas Cage. It could have just been John Cusack trying to get back his plane and, you know, Cyrus the Virus being the villain yeah. and all the other, like that, it could have just been that. But the line that saves it for me was when he goes into the cargo plane, uh, the cargo part of the plane, and that's where all of their uh, belongings are and everything like that, and he goes to the bottom of the plane, and he sees one of the convicts going through his box and reading the letter that he got from his daughter while he was in jail, and holds up a bunny in the air, and all you hear is Nicolas Cage in his most southern accent humanly possible, 
and the worst lung hair extensions I've ever seen say, <laughs> I said, put the bunny back in the box. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that, that alone, I was just like, the moment I saw that scene, I'm like, this movie needs to be watched from beginning to end. Fair enough, man. <laughs> Great movie. And see, here's the thing, too. We can, I feel like you can, Nicolas Cage can be, um, you can, his, his, in the same breath, you can talk about some awesome, like, of all time movies and some mm -hmm. of the worst. Of oh, all time. yeah. Uh, so, like, Bad me, Lieutenant? Yeah, yeah, like, That's this just was so terrible, that blah, blah, blah. But this was so good, and anyone would, would agree with both. So, with that, I, I, I'll, I'll move on to number four. Okay. Um, and so, just so everyone who knows, I, I earlier I did see, I saw your list. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you saw mine, but this one wasn't on your list. Yes. So my fourth. My fourth favorite um, is Leaving Las Vegas, 1995. Um, a lot of that, you know, he's basically an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want to give anything away because you guys will want to get rush home and watch this. <laughs> um, well, it's rated R, so if you're under, you know, 18 or whatever, don't, don't watch it. Um, Without but, parental vision, supervision. Yeah, it, with the adult supervision, yes, kids. Um, but um, he basically tries to drink himself to death. And at the time that I saw it, I didn't see it in 95. I saw it in college. I thought it was a great movie. I thought that he, his acting was, he acted really well. You know, I thought he did a mm -hmm. great job. Um, so that, that's my number four. I guess we need to keep this moving. So what's your number four? My number four would be National Treasure. And weirdly, it's a, it taught you a little bit of history, which history was my favorite subject in school and everything. So, you know awesome for that but it it created like a little bit of like a raiders kind of vibe where he has to you know discover these new things and you learn new things along the way i think that's one of those movies that i actually enjoy a lot for that reason and for all those same reasons that's my number three okay um, so we'll th those are that's pretty close pretty, yeah pretty, pretty much the same yeah um and i i don't know if you actually in your ranking, you, you put like the first one or the, or the other, the second National Treasure. Um, I just put them together, the 2004, 2007 yeah. um, National Treasures. I, I really think that um, out of all of its movies, th that one probably, for me, is one that I can go back and watch um, multiple times and still enjoy it. Not that I couldn't the others, but... I didn't um, like the second one, really. I think it's more... I did I didn't like Ed Harris to be my villain in that one. I liked Sean Bean being the villain in the first one. I think that's well, the Sean reason. Sean Bean's a good villain any, any time. So when I saw like Ed Harris, I'm going to make your family look stupid by saying this information that is not true, and now the whole movie is going to be derived upon this. And I'm like, I just don't care. <laughs> Whereas Sean so, Bean, like, so you really... are you are putting like number four of the first one. You're not you're saying the second one doesn't belong in the top five. Yeah. Yeah, well, I group them together, so yeah. I get, yeah. Well, my, my number three is actually, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Gone in 60 Seconds. Fair enough. Yeah. Gone in 60 Seconds for that, for that movie for me, not a car guy. Just never was. I, I'll watch some things with cars because it's interesting. Watching that movie made me be all like, dude, I want to get in one of these cars so damn bad. <laughs> Yeah. Like seeing him drive the the car, Eleanor, and just 
whipping all around the city on that thing. It looks so awesome. And not to mention you saw, uh, oh, damn, what's her name? Jolie? Yeah, Angelina Jolie in the weirdest, grossest blonde dreads. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, so that that's my that's my number three. A great cast, man. I think the story was really good. You know, before you had um, all all of you know Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's movies, this was it. This was the car movie. Oh, that was um, the supercar movie, and it was supposed to yeah. get a sequel. Really? Yeah. You know any details about that? I don't. I don't remember it. I know the original idea was they wanted to spin that off into a sequel, and then uh, I think I, I could be wrong. I don't. I'm not even reading on this, I'm just going off of memory and my memory not, might not be great on this one, but I think they couldn't make the sequel on it, nobody wanted to do it, it was too big of a cast, so they ended up making the Fast and the Furious movies then. Wow. So, I, I think so. A little bit of history for you, from a history guy. Yeah, I, I think so, I, I think that was the story, I don't 100% remember. But, um, what's your number two? So, my number two is Face Off. Um, Face off. 1997. For for me, um, that came at a time where I think I did see it pretty much around that time. It's about to have been pushing 10, 10 years old around then. So I didn't I didn't see it in theaters unless I snuck in. But I don't remember seeing it in theaters. And so like that was probably the first movie I watched with the um, the concept of like life and death and that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm understanding those type of things now. Like that movie disturbed the crap out of me. Oh, yeah, okay, that's just about the most awful thing I've ever seen. Um, like, I just was, I was like, what is happening? You know, Yeah. Um, there's, there's a point where Nicolas Cage's character is, like, he ends up being, you think, like, he's stuck in, in jail now. Like, he, there's no way, I'm like, there is no possible way, like, and there's no way he's going to get out. I, I just, like, my heart sank for, like, it was the first movie maybe I felt something in, you know what I mean, like, not watching just cartoons and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's it. That's why that's so high up for me. Wow. What about you? It's also my number two. But the Pretty reason good. why it's two and not one is because I feel they should have switched the actors. I think if you portrayed Nicolas Cage as the agent and then yeah. made him then become the villain and like trying to, I think he would have been. Freaking crazy! As my head just exploded. Like I, I don't like John Travolta as the the cocky, smooth, you know, insane, out of his mind, like threatening. <laughs> I don't like him as that person. I like yeah, him. But the cocky, smooth thing is what sold for him forever. Like, oh that was yeah, his role. But I know? think I would have liked that him better, or I would have liked Nicolas Cage being that role better. I mean, grow up! I think wow, that would have to go back and watch it again and just imagine that. Yeah. I think that would have been way more fun for me. Let's hit your number one here, sir. A little drum number roll. One, if you go down what we, what we talked about, uh, number one, Gone in 60 Seconds is probably my number one. Okay. Um, and it's not the acting. It's it's the feeling of when I watched that movie, kind of like you. I'm not a car guy either. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I changed my wife's. Um, she has a Mercury Mariner, and I changed her blinker, and I thought I was a you know badass. You know, that's, that's my knowledge of cars, right? I can look up a YouTube video and change a blinker like... Um, <laughs> That's it. Um, but I watched that movie, just like you said, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in love. Yeah, that cast. Um, that cast, man. The cast. Oh my God. Like, if I, if I didn't have a, a crush on Engine of Jolie before, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, so what's your number one? Uh, 
Well, my number one, it was honestly, it came down to two movies, and I ended up having to push the other one off to the side. My number one movie is The Rock. I just, I just said I want to find some rockets. <laughs> the Rock is so damn awesome. I you're mean, not talking about Dwayne Johnson, you're talking about... I'm talking about oh. the movie about the Alcatraz, The Rock. Yeah. Where you had Ed Harris play a bad guy, but not really a bad guy. Sean Connery, who essentially is playing James Bond. If you go back and watch that movie, the idea is he was former MI6. Uh, he had secret information that he hid and that's why he was captured by the US and you mm. know held and never allowed out of jail. He's James Bond. So now think of an old you know been in jail for a long time James Bond teaming up with Nicolas Cage. It's such an awesome movie. The first few scenes in that movie are so memorable um to me. Like the Hummer um, scene? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, that 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 is a hell of a movie that belongs on like a, again like I'm not a I'm not a professional critic clearly but um, a top twenty five like of all time type movie. Yeah, that's definitely like when you think of chase scenes in movies, that Hummer scene is fantastic. Well, so that's that's your number one. You just, yeah, my, my number, number one. one. The reason why I pushed the other one completely off the list is because he he dies in the movie. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Spoiler alert. Kick-ass. I've never seen Kick-Ass. I know I sent you a message earlier being like, oh, it was boring, like, but I really have never seen it. I um, loved Kick-Ass because it was... It's a superhero movie, literally in the real world, where people are just like, oh, I, why can't I do that? Nicolas Cage plays a former uh, police officer who he basically went to jail because he was framed by the mob. In doing so, he lost his daughter, he lost his wife, and when he came back, his wife had died, and now he gets his daughter back, but her daughter is much older, and he wants revenge for his wife's death and everything, so he trains to become this badass superhero called, ah, uh, oh, damn it, well, I can't remember it, Big Daddy. His name was Big Daddy. And, Daddy. and daughter was hit girl and basically trains this like 11 year old girl to like just murder <laughs> criminals yeah yeah it's so awesome there's a there's a great scene daddy i'm scared come on mindy honey be a big girl now there's nothing to be afraid of is it gonna hurt bad oh child only for a second sugar a handgun bullet travels at more than 700 miles, an 700 miles an hour. So at close range like this, the force is going to take you off your feet for sure, but it's really no more painful than a punch in the chest. Why are you getting punched in the chest? You're going to be fine, baby doll. <laughs> How was that? Not so bad. Kind of fun, huh? Now you know how it feels. You won't be scared when some junkie pulls a Glock. I wouldn't have been scared anyways. That's my girl. All right, up you get. Come on, two more rounds, and then home. Again? Uh-huh. Look, only if we can go by the bowling alley on the way back. The bowling alley? Yeah, and ice cream after.
Huh. Okay. Two more rounds. No wincing, no whining, and you got yourself a deal, young lady. Yeah. I'm gonna get a hot fudge sundae. Good call, baby doll. And then the scene where he is captured by the mob and he's been beaten and then they light him on fire and while he's like on fire he then starts calling out commands and attack moves to his daughter and she's just beating the sh out of people, just slaughtering people and he's just, he's like, and time for the kryptonite and he's just screaming all these things. Unfortunately he dies after that scene but I'm just like, oh my god, it's so awesome. That's, you know, it's strange. Is you, so that was almost your number one, it's but it didn't one. fall in your top five if it wasn't number one. Because he dies, I had to take it off my list. That's that's the only reason why. It's literally like my number six, my honorable mention. So are we in honorable mentions now? Yeah, hit me up. What's your honorable mentions? I don't know if you remember a um, <clears throat> a service um, called Columbia House, where you would, have you heard of Columbia House? I'm sure some of the listeners have. I'm sure. Where you I would have. you join is like for one penny you get ten movies. Oh yes. And I think they yes. did CDs too. Yes. Um, and but in the end they charge you a crap ton of money. Um, but I signed up for that, and um, in doing so, my, one of my first movies that I got to pick was a Nicolas Cage movie, and it was Adaptation. So I would have never even seen that movie if it hadn't have been for <laughs> you know a weird like. I'm paying a penny and I'm getting ten movies. Uh, may have been eight. I can't remember the, the number, but yeah. Um, adaptation also had Meryl Streep in it, and uh, there's so much, so much that I didn't know when I watched it. As in, like one of the brothers wrote the first half, the second brother wrote the other half. But um, in the movie, there's also twin brothers, and he plays both of them. Okay. One's like more confident. One's like not confident at all. You know, the opposite of confident, just like self pity and self doubt. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, it's written. It's um, it's it's. I think it was the book was called The Orchid Thief, maybe. Um, and so it was. It was. Uh, I think it was written based on that movie, or unless that was, I mean based on that book, or unless that was just a book in the movie. Getting kind of confused, but I did. I did. You know, that movie was kind of terrible. Like it was. I mean, it was so boring. But I feel like the acting. You had Meryl Streep in it. The acting was really good. Um, so that's why, to me, that falls on an honorable mention. I watched it out of kind of a fluke yeah. thing, but it ended up being um, so. It was really slow and boring, but <laughs> really good acting. And they maybe even won some some like you know Oscars or something. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, I only had one other honorable mention, and it was uh, the Wicker Man. And the Wicker. <clears throat> the reason why I put the Wicker Man on there is because just the principle and the idea of the whole film is freaking insane but one of the most memorable quotes from Nicolas Cage everybody knows if you know Nicolas Cage is not the beast ah! oh, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! and that's from that movie so if you've heard the quote and you've never seen the movie just watch the movie because it's freaking insane it's not that great of a movie but just I love the concept of it. See, to me, I felt I felt like, um, and I, I've watched I've watched the movie, and I, I feel like it's um, it's kind of borderlines like horror movie. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. like it's uh, 
but but it's just it, it didn't nothing at any point struck me as well that's scary or like there wasn't like the high like the high uh like strings right like the it, it's quiet and the strings come in and it's like it jumps in there's no kind of real horror aspect to it but it felt like it was supposed <laughs> to be a horror movie i mean the ending was creepy you know i mean um, it's more of a thriller i guess yeah i mean yeah yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Cage probably has some um, some musicals to his to his credit. I didn't look, but he's done such like different things, before, you know, from well, badass to like <laughs> to like creep to you know, you name it, he's done it. Let me just pitch this real quick. So I don't know if a lot of people know this, but back in the '90s, you had Tim Burton come out with the movie Batman and Batman Returns, and it just made sense. Who's your one and two? Who's your like top guys of DC, com- you know, DC comic superheroes? Superman is definitely on that list. So let's come out with a Superman movie. Who would you think <laughs> would be the best portrayal of Superman? This giant Man of Steel, who is superhuman, super strength, flies. Who would you think would best portray Superman in the '90s? And then I was gonna say Henry Cavill, right? Yeah. In the '90s. I mean, um, definitely not uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. It's weird you say that because there are still images online of Nicholas Cage being fitted in the Superman outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and for anybody who's never seen this documentary, there's a documentary called "The Death of Superman Lives." It is a documentary by John Schnepp, and unfortunately he just passed away during Comic-Con this year. It, the only way to really watch the, the documentary now is to purchase the documentary, and that actually helps his fiance be able to pay off the medical bills that he had racked up after his stroke. So if anyone wants to watch this movie, uh, just Google The Death of Superman Lives, and it'll send you to his website where you can just buy the documentary. I bought it myself. It's fantastic. It's insane that this movie almost happened. <laughs> if you see the pictures, I mean, I know you're everyone's familiar with 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 what Marvel's doing right now, but it looks like Loki from Thor. <laughs> it looks just like Loki from Thor. Yeah. With the with the long hair, he's I mean, he's skinny. He's tall, but he's skinny. He's tell tell everyone about um, what you were telling me earlier about like why he would actually he actually may fit that role. Well, I mean. In the death of Superman, the comic, uh, you know, he dies, not really, but dies, and what happens is Superman can't really die, so what he does is he basically goes into, like, this sleep where he can just slowly regenerate and everything like that, and what happens is his hair actually grows into essentially a mullet, uh, essentially long (laughs) hair. Each artist kind of did something a little differently during that time, and... It fit the character. When he when Superman comes back, he has long hair. So we're, when as soon as you see the picture, you're like, oh man, I know what storyline they're doing. But again, when you see Nick Cage in this long, kind of greasy looking hair, it looks just unfitting. I guess is the term I want to say. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, I wanted to see that movie. When I watched that documentary, I'm like, I want this to happen just so I can watch it. There are actually, and I, I, you know, I knew a little bit about it, but not as much about it until you know, until recently. Yeah. Um, but so I was looking up some, some, some things, right? And there's actually, 
uh, uh, I don't want to say big because it's all it's all subjective, but there's a there's a decent growing community that says things such as the only person who can save DCEU is Nicolas Cage <laughs> and Superman. Can we finally get it? Like this is like a lot of tweet you know tweets about it. Yeah. And the, there's pictures of like you said that picture of him trying you know trying on the suit. And there's another picture of him like punching at the camera you know superhero style like you know i mean you know or, or i guess that could be like the fist he's flying he's gonna you know like superman flying with the fist out mm-hmm. uh, but oh my gosh if you guys haven't googled this before just do yourself a favor and do it yeah I, let us know let us know what you think honestly I, I know it's hard to shell out some money sometimes i i get that and it, john schnepp was a great big man who just loved to be a nerd. And that's what he was. He was a great big nerd. And when he had a stroke, he was never able to come back from it. So, um, unfortunately, I just racked up medical bills that they couldn't pay for. So, if anybody would like to help his family out and just purchase The Death of Superman, I think it's like 15 bucks. It's not that much. It helps out his family. I... I encourage you to do it. If you can, it'd be great. I want to come up with a contest where if you do something, then we'll buy you one, but maybe that's for later later on. You know, maybe. I mean, it's not a bad idea. And like I said, I own the documentary. It's, it's, it's something else. I really enjoy it. So right now our budget is pretty low, so it's like if you win this contest, you can borrow it. <laughs> make, sure to bring, make sure to bring it back. <laughs> Send it back. Sorry. Hi, Sam. Isn't it a little late for you? That's kind of a tease for the um, October episode of um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't even hear it. We're just saying you're here. Okay. You you're going to be here for the Nightmare Before Christmas episode. Sure, but I'm not talking. Oh my gosh, yeah, right. What? I'll just talk trash about the whole movie until she finally speaks up and starts saying stuff. Has she seen, heard me on the here before? Like, <laughs> you can't be worse than me. So, hope she knows that. She, he said, have you heard him? You can't do worse than him. Nah. He's like, she's, she's like, like I've never heard the podcast. Like, what? <laughs> no, she's heard it. She insults okay. me for being too loud at times. Everyone's a critic. Yeah, everyone's a critic. Well, I'm just going to say one more thing about things that people don't know about Nick Cage. So, I, I told you to do this earlier today. Google Nicolas Cage dinosaur skull. Insane. <laughs> Nick Cage. To say the least. You know, he's, rich people like spending money. It's just what they do. And Nick Cage is actually a huge comic book nerd. I don't know if you know this, because he actually owned the very first appearance of Superman. I'll spin this into two different stories, actually. Nick Cage's home was robbed, and he had a large vault in his house, and just so happened he had a ton of like first issues of a bunch of stuff as well as the first issue of Superman, and it was stolen from his home. Mm. They were never able to find the guys that did it. Somewhere out there, it's still there. So Nick Cage, with his money, went out and bought another issue of a book that is super hard to find, super rare. He spent all the money to go find another one. It's one of those kind of, like, to him, he's probably got what I'm making a year in his pocket right now. Yeah. Well... Then you also had the instance where he decided he was going to buy this dinosaur skull. And 
again, rich people with their money, found out that the dinosaur skull was actually stolen from somebody and was sold through the black market, and then he acquired it. So not only did he have to return it to the original owners, but he didn't get any of his money back for that purchase. Wow. So The dinosaur skull, wow. Talk about just shelling out money. Well, when you've been in that, you know, that those kind of movies, when you've done Snake Eyes and Eight Millimeter, then you definitely can afford, um, you know, to buy a dinosaur skull. For a lot of people that don't know this, he actually had a really, really bad time with money. He was definitely losing a lot, especially with his divorces and everything. He was what, a gambler too, wasn't he? He was a gambler. Yeah. What happened is he started taking just insane roles to basically just cover money. And I've seen some ones, like Bad Lieutenant was one of them that I just thought was a horrible <laughs> movie. Lord of War, Knowing, movies like that, I just was like, oh my god, this is just awful. And then there's one movie that I kind of want to see. It's called Mom and Dad. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a trailer for it on YouTube if you want to look it up. What it is is... Nicholas Cage plays a normal everyday mom and uh, plays an everyday dad, and you know he's a very good dad. He's good with his kids and everything like that. And then his kids go off to school, and things around the town start changing, and all of a sudden, all of them want to kill their kids. <laughs> and it's in a town where all the parents are trying to kill their kids. And now think of crazy, insane Nicholas Cage hunting down his children throughout his own home. It is the most insane trailer I've ever seen, and I want to see the movie so bad. <laughs> oh, no. When was that? Is that late 2000, 2016 uh, or so? Mom and Dad was... I think I just saw the trailer probably two years ago. It was 2017. So, yeah, it was released in 20, uh, January 19th, 2018. So it came out this year. So... Oh, wow. I've got to freaking find out where to find this to watch it. No Netflix, Netflix something like that? Uh, I don't see anything for it yet. I mean, it's got a 6 out of 10, 75% on its ratings. Uh, it's it's not that bad. It's got a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. So what i got to be honest with you is, like when you, as you're describing in your words, I'm like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, but terribly awesome, you know? It's yeah. Like, Should I watch that? I got to. I'll tell you this. When I heard the idea of it, I heard it on an episode of sort of The Nerdist. Nicholas Tage was talking about this, and I'm just like, this sounds freaking insane. There's no way this could be good. Then I saw the trailer, and I was like, holy crap. This looks phenomenal, <laughs> and I have to watch it. The box, like how much it, uh, I think they, trying to find out the budget of this movie. It's only 83 minutes, too, so it's not like you're spending a whole lot of time into it. It's only 83 minutes? It's only 83 minutes. It's kind of unique these days. Yeah. Well, I can't find out how much money they put into it, but I can tell you that it made 169000 at the box office. 169000 Yes. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, my gosh. I have to watch this movie, though. It just looks freaking great. Well... <laughs> I mean, I can't do the... What's the math? So, a, a, a ticket is... Mm, let's, what, let's, you know, let's say $7. Let's, let's just say $7. I'll put so the... 24,000 uh, people seen it. There you go. 
this is going to be the hard part of the show. Because we're filming this back-to-back -back with another episode, it's going to be hard to tell, ask this question, but what's been grinding your gears? What's recently been grinding my gears is some of the responses to John McCain. Right, so people are going to be like, wait, was that two weeks ago? Was that, maybe <laughs> we filmed this. And when I've said, said that, it's in the future. John McCain passed away. Yeah. And, um, and I don't want to get, I don't get political, but um, there are people around, around here who are um, huge Trump supporters. Cool, that's fine. I don't care what you, what you, what you do, what you like, that's fine, that's your thing. But people to say that, People around here, and I hear them say things like, John McCain was not a good American. Yeah. I may fight you for that. Yeah. I may, I may punch you in the brain for that kind of that kind of talk. Um, anyway, that, that's it. That's just recently I've heard some things like that. That man was beloved in his state. Oh, my God. And the only thing that divided, he would have won, he would have been the president of the United States if it wasn't for his vice presidential pick. Yeah, honestly. Well, that and the fact that People were afraid that he actually was going to die in office. Right, and you made the point where he would have made it. <laughs> he would have. So it's just, <laughs> and that's a little sad. But yeah, that's... I'm sorry. Can't lie. Uh, all I can say is... I can see Alaska... I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, okay, well, so what's granted your game? So... The, again, the, I knew this was going to be a little bit difficult, so it was going to be maybe cheap. This is going to be really weird. So, over the last two years, when you see a trailer, for some stupid reason, there is now a trailer in front of the trailer. And I don't know why. And it irritates the hell out of me. When I want to watch something, I want to watch a movie in full. And, you know, not be teased about what happens beforehand, other than the trailer itself. I don't want to go into the trailer and be like, car trace, action scene, this, this, this. Here's the trailer. And it, all those scenes are in the damn trailer. I don't care. <laughs> Why is there trailers for trailers? It's, here's the, the problem is someone smarter than me, and I would argue you, thinks that, that it's a good formula. There's some reason for it. I can't figure it out. Now, what formula I also don't freaking understand is that, um, hey, guys, we're going to release a new trailer next week. Okay, great. But first, we have to rate the trailer. Seriously, you have to rate the trailer? We have to get a rating on the trailer? So now they have two different versions of a trailer. One's the red band, one's the other band, and you have your green band, and those are the trailers that get released. And now we have to get a rating on each one. And now we have to have the trailer before the trailer, and the teasers before each trailer. I'm like, I freaking hate this, and that's <laughs> what is grinding my gears. Fair enough, man. Oh, and again, you guys are God. listening to this podcast, but he's so mad right now. <laughs> I, when I get into these things that piss me off, that's what that's what I am glad I have the podcast to be my outlet on that. Sir, it's about time we wrap up this show. And, it's uh, been a fun one. Yeah, it's, this is, I knew we were getting a little tired. I knew that was going to happen. We were doing this pretty late at night. But I knew that getting into it and talking about these movies, stuff that we enjoyed, was going to kind of spark us up again. Good topic. Yep. I'd like to uh, thank... All the listeners over the last few weeks that have helped us grow just a little bit. And all I can ask is please share us. Just tell a friend about us. Tell a 
grandparent about tell us anybody about us. I think we're uh, starting to get a little bit more family friendly. We're trying to edit out a little bit more curse words so that we can, you know, be a little bit more friendly to the sensitive ears, and I'm okay with that. I think this this uh, in general this thing's this should be a PG podcast. Yeah, so anybody can listen. You won't, you know. I know we get carried away a little bit, um, but. I guess specifically the curse words directly aren't aren't going to be as prominent. And I think John is working on some kind of a if we do curse that there's some kind of a um, a sound clip that he's going to put in there, some kind of an effect. Yeah, if anybody's familiar with the uh, SpongeBob cursing episode where they uh, use the dolphin noise every time they would say a curse, I'm using that bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> look look forward to that. Yep. Well, that makes me think I to curse more, just so you can use it. Oh, or don't do that. Or at least we just pretend we'll take the first letter, oh, and then you'll put the effect on. There was a moment in this episode, I'm sure I'll cut this out, I just want to say, where I literally just said, you know, holy, and I would like, paused, because I'm like, I know I'll be cutting this out. I could have <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> but never know. Uh, basically, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening to us, you know, helping us grow getting to us where we need to get to and uh if anybody else would like to email the show you could send it to uh, getting old pod at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at this is getting old i myself am on instagram at mulligan epilogue and you can find us our website and you can find every episode that we have put out so far on the website at getting old pod Dot com. Clark, pretty sure I know what you're going to say, but would you like to tell the listeners where to find you? To this point, at this day and age, you really don't got to say. If you're looking for me, you'll find me. Um, so don't don't look for me, please. I understand. I'm hoping the listeners really enjoy this episode. We're trying something new. We're not just hitting the nostalgia. We're hitting topics, discussions, movies, actors... Maybe some urban legends thrown our way. I mean, Halloween's coming up. Might not, might get a little spooky around here. Sounds wonderful, and hopefully we'll have some pretty good guests coming up too. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think of one person for sure that um, I'm going to be bringing in for a nice trick or treating kind of episode. Wow, so that that's so that again. That's that's that tease. Now, everyone listening is like trick or treat. I wonder what that's about. Tune in, you'll find out. That's right. And if anybody wants to find older episodes, again, go to our website. We have the Anchor Pod. We can, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Look us up. We're right there.